0: Well, Everybody's heard about the bird. The bird, bird, bird. The bird, 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 bird's a bird, a, bird, a bird grown men watch this shit. A podcast about indie wrestling. The
1: bird is a, a winner. When a bird, 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 bird. When a
0: bird is a winner.
1: When a bird, bird, bird. The bird is a winner. Well, a bird, bird, bird. well,
0: a bird is a, a winner. All, right, All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We are back mm-hmm. post trip. From our adventures in New York City uh, for the internationally acclaimed show that is.
2: Grown men watch this shite.
0: Yep, we still do after all that madness and. Dude, I I I
2: actually I'm so such a maniac I actually scheduled my flight home to be in time so I can make it home to watch the post mania (laughs) RAW. That's how (laughs) sick I am. And then I still have a I have like a full weekend of wrestling this weekend, so yeah.
0: Ben told me Podumpus. about this and I couldn't believe what I was hearing. But <laughs> C- commendations, sir. I was I was quite impressed that you still had that want and need to get more wrestling in. Great stuff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh so I we We did record a live show at the Hooters, so we had our one that was like part of the round table discussions with everybody uh, which, which I, I have to say I had a fantastic time doing thanks guys uh,
2: James Rich, Jeremy, and Josh. Thank you for having us.
0: yeah, definitely, yeah, me too. It was great to meet everybody, right like that kind of face to face thing that we don't get to do a whole bunch it was it was cool very much so yeah, and so we did that, which if you've listened to. Excellent. Well done. Thank you. We appreciate that. Um, (laughs) uh, We also then recorded a a, a bit of a grown men uh, watch this shit thing after that. And it's safe to say I was a little bit drunk. I don't don't know. Were you a bit drunk, sir?
2: I I recall vaguely being a bit tipsy. Uh, It was a return to drinking for me, so my... My susceptibility to the alcohol was quite increased. Um, so yeah, I I might have been a little bit fucked up.
0: <laughs> I believe we started the show after going downstairs outside and and having a, a tasteful amount of the marijuanas. So that was. <laughs> Didn't we
2: also, or was this before or after we went to the Tim Burton bar?
0: I can't even remember. Maybe before. Uh... Who knows? Possibly that sounds like a thing. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so safe to say, uh, this is kinda one of those proceed at your own peril things where we wanted to record a little bit of a start to the show that uh is is ourselves in our, our right mind in maybe a more listener friendly version. And then if you just want to go on into that madness, uh, you know, after when we throw to it, please, please do. Um uh, mm. But yeah, I wanted to have a little quick uh, thing where we we just kind of gave like a look back, you know, because when we were talking, what you'll hear in a couple moments, we were—I was real tired. We'd watched so much wrestling in just a short amount of time, I almost forgot how fun it was, you know.
2: Oh yeah. Uh, I still think it's hilarious how we plan to go to two additional shows uh, <laughs> that we decided to bail on, of course. But yeah, we're going to go to that Craft thing, potentially, which turned mm-hmm. out to be insane. Uh, kind of bummed I missed it, but at the same time, you know, sense. glad I had more energy. But then also, uh, we're going to go see the reunion of Special K, but we were getting home at like six in the morning <laughs> are we going to wake up to, go to the show at noon? uh hell no
0: yeah I I did you know was like looking back I'm like especially that Blackcraft show because I heard that was just a sensational shit show like one of yeah. the worst best shows that we could ever have seen uh but you can't do it all you know no. um, I was happy with, with what we did man so happy like I think we, we were good to just call it what we did you know
2: yeah. hell yeah. Um, actually, so it was I've seen some like gifts of stuff that happened. Like there's somebody saw, uh, hey, is that James Vanderbeek sitting down just as this match is going on? I'm like, there was a gif of me sitting down and automatically smiling for Scott Steiner and Hornswoggle. Because as soon as I said that, I was like, this, I just made it for this. This is the greatest thing in the world. I'm in New York watching Hornswoggle fight <laughs> Scott Steiner. <laughs> was... You should have seen me, dude. I was fucking beaming.
0: <laughs> oh, so was I. I was I was up on the balcony, just like transfixed on this shit. But yeah, that's what I wanted I... to like talk about today. Like the idea that we went from I or oh, I went to, from Bloodsport in in, mm. uh, in Jersey City over to Queens for MLW, and then uh, all together we we jetted it back in an Uber that that Ben and I just fast fell asleep in the back seat of. You were awake like being a nice a nice gent talking to our driver while our asses are just asleep <laughs> in the back.
2: He was <laughs> blown away by the uh, the vaporizer with the weed in it. And he's like, oh, man, that's crazy. <laughs> like, so how do they make it, man? It was, yeah, it's pretty fun to just bullshit with this guy. I'm pretty antisocial normally, but I'm like, fuck it. I'm talking to this guy about weed
0: pens. I like it. I like it, spreading the good good word of weed-bait <laughs> pens to the world. <laughs> but, yeah, when we get to this AIW show, who knows what time of night it was? I can't even remember. But, yeah, we, we walk into a building where Scott Steiner is wrestling Hornswoggle. And didn't we, like, walk in, like, when Hornswoggle was just, like, on his knees, given, like, the double bird yeah he got up and did the devil <laughs> bird
2: and then Scott steiner i took an awesome picture of steiner like as he's doing the devil bird just lays did, lays him out with a huge fucking clothesline <laughs> it was amazing yeah that's the like. same
0: show where i got hit in the fucking head
2: yeah uh he <laughs> put the freaking board from yep. the door it was the best
0: was that like the thanks? Best that was during the nick gage Mance warner match right yes sir who, who was responsible for that? Would you, would, would you give credit to Mance or uh, I think it was uh, Mance because he was...
2: I forget who was swinging the door because I was looking at my phone. <laughs> and thank God, it was my eyeball. <laughs> Half of the reason why I kind of want to watch back the shows I went to because I like to see the, you know, the full angles and also I was dicking around on my phone sometimes and even got some tweets from people saying, hey, get off your fucking phone. I see you on your phone at the show. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, I got to see...
3: Social...
0: <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Like, how mad is that? We're, we're watching a show there and we're on camera and then the people at home who you were tweeting to are telling you to stop tweeting and watch the show. <laughs> yeah. Insanity. So good. Yeah, I, I love that just scott steiner beating the shit out of hornswoggle like who would have thought that would just be so entertaining and he was like full on giving all about him girthing him about with the the old school steiner suplexes and belly to bellies <laughs> and shit oh incredible
2: yeah and he wasn't like fucking around he's like yeah i'm fucking picking this little midget up, midget up and i'm suplexing his ass yeah. it was fucking me
0: and and i like i was almost at the time i was like well you know, if ever we're going to see those old school Steiner suplexes, I guess it's a bit easier doing it on like a, a little person, right? But at yeah, the same yeah. time, from everything I heard here about Hornswoggle, that motherfucker is like a bowling ball. He's like so dense in weight to where it's like you think it'd be easy to pick him up, but apparently he's mm. like just due to his his short, dense the stature. Yeah, it's like even harder to to do anything. And I've heard he doesn't post for shit as well. So you you lifting that <laughs> all on your own. So Sandbagging piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> props to no, Big Bad Moody Best, Daddy. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah.
2: Fucking like Hornswoggle was one of my favorite parts of the whole entire week, I think I put that over on the the big social suplex show. But yeah, uh, Hornswoggle was awesome. Mm-hmm. Fucking during the spring break, taking the tattoo needle to the dome and then yanking mm-hmm. him out. Uh, I put him over big on Twitter, and he was nice enough to send me a direct message, like saying, "Hey, man, I really appreciate. It. I tried. I really fucking went all out this weekend. I'm like, it fucking showed, little buddy."
0: <laughs> yeah, fuck you! You're gonna be willing to be beaten up by Scott Steiner and then go on to like do that crazy shit in the in the cluster fuck with the tattoo needles and shit. All of the props for Hornswoggle, man, so good. Yeah, I
2: think even a, I think he even, uh, like avoided the power of Joey Ryan's penis and eliminated Joey Ryan's penis power. Uh, So it was pretty insane, man. Hornswoggle, big ops, buddy.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think I remember doing a a shout-out at that moment that Hornswoggle is the kryptonite to Joey Ryan's cock.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How's that (laughs) be? But who knows? It's awesome.
0: Man, so good. And then uh, after the, um, the Hooters... We, uh, we, we decided, you know, we could have got a, a cab or an Uber or whatever, but we decided, fuck it. We're just going to walk. We're just going to walk back to... How many to walks a... did that end up being? It was a lot. It was like a, I want to say like a five kilometer walk, maybe, which... Yeah, that was, What's that in American? Do you just double it, maybe? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I, so I yeah, say like a like... two mile walk, at least. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. took us like, what, an hour and a bit or something? Yeah, I didn't realize
2: it was going to be that long, but the more, more was about like, hey, let's experience more of the city and just mm. check things out and kind of just bullshit and enjoy the sights. It was fun meandering.
0: Thanks to me, I think we had to meander around Madison Square Garden twice trying to find the actual facade because I thought it was <laughs> yeah. a different bit to what it was. It looks different. It looks hella different in Chris's mind, but no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we got a nice 360 degree view. It was, it was pretty. Yeah. good enjoyed it. I've seen more of Madison Square Garden
2: than one man needs to see in a lifetime. I'll tell you that. No. <laughs> and then one of the best parts is we were fucking walking home, and uh, well, to the B and B, and we, hey, well, we're fucking at Central Park. Let's let's walk here why through. Why would Hill you a little not so we, walk
0: through Central Park in the early why hours would of the morning? You know? It didn't appear like we were not allowed,
2: and we start walking in here, and all of a sudden, the fuzz. Yep, the cops were on us. They ejected us from the fucking Central Park. And not only have we visited Central Park, we got kicked out of that motherfucker.
0: It was quite intimidating as well, because we're just, like, walking along that path, and then we just hear these sirens behind us. There's this flashing and shit, and then more, like, it wasn't just two cops come up and, hey, guys, come on, leave the park. They were, like, in this car, and they're on, like, a loudspeaker of, like, Gentlemen, the park is closed. Please depart the park. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, we definitely weren't sober. So yeah, definitely was a little bit uh, startling at first. Yeah, a
0: little bit. <laughs> <laughs> full experience, full experience. So good. Um, we didn't talk. Did we really talk about Bloodsport either? I enjoyed the shit out of that.
2: You yeah, had a good chance to see it. Remember?
0: Yeah, yeah. You you will we'll have to. Uh, I'll I'll get the replay or something, and you can watch it later. Because I loved that show, man. I loved it. So good, yeah. I
2: watched them. I saw a couple of awesome uh gifs that uh of Hideki doing some Billy Robinson style because somebody had paired it with uh Billy Robinson doing the moves himself. It like it was amazing and was seamless how similar they are, but Hideki mm. definitely laying it in a little bit better
0: at yeah. this point, anyway. I mean that I've I've been a big fan of Billy Robinson for a long time and I was I was actually going back and watching a whole bunch of his AWA stuff recently and his sweet matches with Vern and, and all that. And uh um, Yeah, was one of
2: the ones that was watching or eclipses.
0: Yeah, and then uh, on on this show, yeah, I think it was like the the finish or the move before the finish. Uh, of the the um, match with uh, with Timothy Thatcher and Hideki Suzuki, and yeah, he does that exact same like Billy Robinson style uh, backbreaker, and I just in that yeah. moment I was just like, that's Billy Robinson shit right there, because I know how much of a big um influence at least like on his Facebook how much um, Hideki Suzuki is constantly like pushing the Billy Robinson stuff, so that was really cool. Um,
2: yeah, I guess he did. They train with him because uh, as far as I was the reading I was like he was a student, but I could be wrong.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Uh, like, I'm not yeah, sure awesome. specifically, but yeah, I think I have heard he was like the last, um, like the last protege of uh, Billy Robinson. Something that's like something that. to hang your hat on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Between like um, him, Josh Barnett, and uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr., like all those dudes had uh, had such an awesome weekend. I actually um, went past Davy Boy on the flight out of New York when we're like going through oh, security yeah 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 and um man that JFK security was pretty intense hey like it was just so busy and and so many lines and we, we got there way early so that was good so it wasn't any stress but there were a lot of people that were very stressed um but yeah we just saw like uh Davey boy and he's just like dressed up like to the nines like in his Teddy Hart style gear and everything and Oh uh, shit. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I think he had like his his like necklace chain thing on as well. I was just like, This is great. And yeah, just like we sort of crossed paths and we're gone through security and it's like, Yo hey, Davy, awesome match at Bloodsport. And I happened to be wearing the Bloodsport shirt at that time and I like forgot oh, about nice. it. And he like gave me a little nod. And he's like, Thank you. Nice shirt. And then he just <laughs> continues on about his day. <laughs>
2: Did I uh one of my one thing I hate to do, but I also like kind of doing because it's a weird reaction is telling people who the fuck I am on Twitter who have never actually seen my face, especially mm. the wrestlers that wrestlers that follow me and find me entertaining. So the Davy Boy was one, and then uh, Mance Warner, and then one of the big ones was uh, Sawyer Fulton, Mad Mad Fulton. He <laughs> he was in this conversation with this weird guy who I actually was stuck in a conversation at one point for a really long time. Uh, he mentioned how he saved some wrestlers' life during a match by moving some glass tubes. Oh. But anyway, oh yeah. But he was having a conversation with Sawyer and then like, Sawyer looked over and saw me, doesn't know who I am, but then commented on the shirt I was wearing and then started commenting on my fanny pack, clearly trying to engage in a conversation with me and to stop talking to the other guy. And then I'm like, <laughs> hey, I'm uh, such and such. And he's like, holy shit, dude, here it is, shirt. And I'm like... Hey man, that was a really awkward conversation. He just got of. He's like, yeah, yeah, that was very much so indeed. So <laughs> he saved his life, as far as the conversation is concerned, like much like the gentleman saved with glass tubes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was awesome to see Sawyer. He's he was unfortunately like got hamstrung by an injury. He was part of Sanity uh, when it first debuted, and I guess I guess that would have not shaken out very well for him in the long run. Now that I think about it, but
0: huh, I didn't anyway. even know that. I only knew him from the. Um... MLW stuff with uh, with Sammy.
2: Yeah, he was on uh, NXT for a while, paired up with a couple different things, but yeah, he was before Killian Dane was in the group, it was Sawyer Fulton. and then Sawyer got injured and then they just slotted Killian Nip in there.
3: Right.
0: Huh. Interesting stuff. But uh, yeah,
2: putting over the Twitter gimmick. Simultaneously lame, but when it pops people who I respect like wrestlers, it's always pretty cool
0: yeah definitely yeah we we all had a whole bunch of awesome conversations, and I wish I got to catch up with more people um Agreed. that were that were there, but you just can't, but I think my favorite part in all of this this weekend is just getting to experience this like mania of all of these shows with with good friends, you know it's the company that that makes these things, so I wanted to make sure i Gave a special, warm, fuzzy thank you to to you, my friend, for us being able to to share this this weekend together.
2: Oh, you and, you as well, sir. It was great to see you. Great to see all of my my mates from down Yeah, you got to talk. <laughs> You're getting with a my bit other, of a crew now. Yeah, my Australian mates. You know, we were just hanging out with the Wallabies. <laughs> 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 but no, I, I I adore your lady friend Courtney. Uh, her,
1: her
2: her her realness and no bullshit attitude is awesome and refreshing and then Jackie was great but I really liked your cousin Ben. Ben and I got along famously.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a good fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Did yeah. you tell him? Yeah I sent him a screen cap with a message. <laughs> <laughs> That's so ridiculous. <laughs> so for our listeners at home we were uh, reminiscing about our, our uh, weekend away and yeah you, you sent me a message about Ben. What, what was it exactly?
2: I believe I said he's. I go. I like your cousin. I think he's a good fuck. But that's only because I t- I call people fucks yeah. or he's a good fuck. Shit. I dig him. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then as soon as I re- typed it out, I go, "Oh, that sounded horrible." Oh, why say that?
0: <laughs> like immediately, uh, phrasing. <laughs> yeah, right. The Archer, Archer thing. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Straight away, I was like, I, I laugh, and then I showed yeah. it to Courtney, and she just like. <laughs> this that look of like, Oh, I can see what he intended there, but definitely came out maybe a little bit different. And she's like, You have to send yes. that to Ben. Please send that to Ben immediately. <laughs> yes,
2: I was hoping you would. because yep. uh 'cause both it's ridiculous, it had to be shared.
0: Yeah, yeah. Ben Ben appreciated it as well. He's, he he exchanged the uh he was like, I, I really like uh like Jeremy, confirmed good dude. Good, good. Yeah, yeah. I I wanted to also getting towards the end of this before we throw to our live drunk selves. How funny was it in hindsight? So we've been I've been to two of these pancakes and pile drivers now. Oh uh, god! Last year's and this year's. So the first one, what a gimmick! The pile drivers were banned, <laughs> so we got the pancakes but no pile drivers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then this, this is year, such an, what a story!
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh God! All right, go on. And then this year, thanks to the awesome Hilton, the pancakes event, but we get the pile drivers. <laughs> so I think we—it needs to be renamed "pancakes" or "pile drivers" at this point. <laughs>
2: one or the other you get a liberal man, the one or the other yeah then the (laughs) no syrup gimmick the year before also there was no booze during pancakes and pile drivers i'm not sure why the bar got closed for that
0: i mean when i need like a i think a a margarita at that point or like a bloody mary would have been would have been quite appropriate to start the day yeah but no did i told you about my gimmick of me actually buying the syrup this time didn't i Oh, yeah, 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 because yeah. you told me you were setting it <laughs> up to, just in case. Yeah, because I knew last year they banned it, so I was like, I'm going to show these fucks. I'm going to bring my own syrup this time. I go to this, like, grocer on the way in. This fucking only syrup they had cost me, like, 20 bucks. Like, organic <laughs> syrup. Organic Canadian proper maple syrup. The reg- The checkout lady was like, you sure you want to buy this? Like, she actually confirmed with me. That is amazing. I'm like, yes, I do. And then, and then I get there, and then you can imagine my disappointment when I have this fucking twenty dollar bottle of maple syrup, and there's no pancakes to put it on. I'm so glad
2: I'm just hearing about this this particular part of the story on the show. That is fucking
0: fantastic.
2: (laughs) That is that is the syrup on the cakes.
0: (laughs) yes sir yes sir uh thankfully i was able to go back to the gross of my tail between my legs and uh return it and what yeah (laughs) so i got my money back the
2: story has been stopped
0: (laughs) i returned a bottle of it was the same person yeah yeah and she like laughed at me she was like uh so you decided it wasn't worth it
2: That is so awesome. Holy (laughs) shit, I can't We cannot and nothing funnier is going to happen in this beginning. Let's show it. Yeah,
0: (laughs) Yeah, let's just guys tune out. Don't even bother listening to the next part. Just like cut it, cut it. This is the (laughs) end of the (laughs) show. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I would be funny, but that was fucking fantastic. I I just imagine being this lady in New York City where this Australian guy walks into your little bodega or whatever and fucking I need, hey, mate, do you have any syrup? And they're like, yeah, down that aisle. And he's like, oh, it's fucking $20. Shit, it's quite pricey i guess i'll buy it anyway is it is it worth it yes yeah Uh, i'm eating these fucking pancakes so (laughs) (laughs) you you show back up sheepishly like uh yeah i don't need the
0: pancakes (laughs) there this is like straight up out of flight of the concords right
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's like a fucking it's so funny it's like a situation Jerry son (laughs) fucking Larry David could not write a funnier moment. Especially because you're Australian at just the topper like, why did this fucking guy from need Canadian syrup and God damn it I
0: love you. Thanks, man. Oh, that's a good story. Yep, there we go. Uh so I'm glad we got to got to have this little little preamble, I'd say. And yeah, if if yep. you guys wanna brave enough to continue on to the beep, beep beep, beep, beep beep, beep beep, beep, beep Oh shit. Whoa oh, shit. Oh, shit. oh my, how could we have forgotten David Arquette 2019. twenty nineteen Oh yeah Woo Now David Arquette was quite the busy man uh during the this weekend sadly we didn't get to see his match because we were at the spring break and he was at the penis party wrestled yeah. thatcher i believe and he he was yeah. accompanied to the ring by fucking none other than Day, uh diamond dell's page
2: uh do you see today he also commented on my picture telling me how badass i looked
0: Ooh, man that yep. is if a would, badge of honor if- right there
2: If you had told teenage me that one day David Arquette would go onto my Instagram and tell me I look badass, I would say, Why are you using time travel to tell me this bullshit? This is fucking stupid. And then I (laughs) was like, That's pretty cool.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Heck yeah. Oh, man. Uh, That's pretty dope. Yeah, that's a bummer.
2: We didn't get to see it. But the penis party was stacked. It was packed with penis. There was mm-hmm. some ass-to-ass action. It looked pretty outrageous. There was like a human centipede of cunnilingus and cock-sucking. It was pretty outrageous. <laughs> wow. Oh,
0: my. Yeah. Whew. That, that really. sounds like it. Um, <laughs> did, did you hear anything else like from the actual show or anything about the match or anything like that?
2: No, man. I, I, I was too... For one thing, I was too fucked up and... Hung over from wrestling to go back and try to recap every show I did not see. Like, yeah, I'm I'm sick, but not that sick.
0: Yeah, agreed, agreed. I, I oh, understand uh, that. But their
2: pizza party was posted on YouTube, and I uh, was there. Pizza. The, f- I I haven't watched it yet, but the whole pizza party is up there. So if anybody wants to watch it, you can watch Mikami and Yehai. But yeah, uh, I'm watching that fucker. Hopefully, there is pizza. That'd be cool.
0: I hope so. I hope so. Um, also. Coming up, I was so excited about this announcement at uh, an upcoming uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood event, Coastline Clash. In addition to getting to see uh, L.A. Park, Willie Mack, Joey Ryan, MJF, a cast of other characters. It's going to be David Arquette versus Pretty Peter Avalon. Beautiful. Holy shit. That'll be a great match. Peter's great. He he actually like had a hand in tra- training David Arquette, right?
2: Yes, sir. When he helping him get back into ring shape, man. You know, you got to knock off that ring rust sometimes. And mm-hmm. Peter helped him out. Hey, also, uh, I know we're trying to get out of here. I want to touch base and get your reactions to GCW and Kenta.
0: Oh man, how fucking batshit crazy is that? So now it's for the, the Tournament of Survival as a, a special special guest appearance. I'm not sure where they will actually be wrestling on the show, but Kenta is going to be there. What? Yeah, the man. GCW just also, keeps bringing the magic.
2: One thing I want to touch base on before we get out of here is, uh, and probably be covered in a future episode is my buddy Rob is putting together a documentary and takes, he uh, did a lot of footage uh, during said WrestleMania week and all the activities Ooh. on the independent scene. His uh, documentary called The Declaration of Independent Wrestling. Uh, I believe that was the title. Uh, and it looks pretty fucking awesome. So we might have him on uh, it, on a future show to talk about his documentary as well. So Ooh. look forward to that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Is that like a throwback to, I remember back in the day, there was like a website that would cover like Jersey All Pro and ROH and those sort of East Coast Indies like way back when, to early 2000s. And I remember it was like declarationofindependence.net or something like that.
2: And I imagine that's actually at one point in time when me and Farmer were going to rebrand Indie Riffic because we thought the name was, you know, Indie Riffic. Uh, we were going to call the show the Declaration of Independence. So I think it's just one of those common things that people like all came to and they go, that sounds fucking awesome. And who knows if they actually know that somebody else did it already. But yeah, <laughs> Rob's. Uh, documentary. I, I just watched the trailer. I don't know if you watched it yet, but it looks really fucking
0: cool. Nice. I have not watched it yet, but I, I look forward to it. Yeah, it would be really fun to have Rob on to, to talk all about it. Alright. Well, without any further ado, again, pursue pers- at your own peril to uh, drunk and stoned Jeremy and Chris in a cast of and characters. And John. John's with us. John, Josh. Josh was there as well. He He jumped in there for a bit. Yep. Yeah. And all of the the rambling thoughts uh, while we were at the tail end of our our mania journey. So have fun, guys. Thanks for listening. And I'll throw over to Drunk Us. All right. I
2: might might actually have to listen to that one. (laughs)
0: Alright, ladies and gentlemen Ladies, oh, gentlemen Children of all ages who have started doing children. that, right? <laughs> uh, so, welcome to a international uh, northeast American live podcast recorded edition in a Hooters the original Hooters the
2: original
0: yes but welcome to that show which is grown man watch this shit we do and we watched a lot of uh, this shit in this last week Um Probably more than I have in the last uh, month prior honestly I'd say as well, so it has been uh, a a long time, an arduous time, we haven't had much sleep, I think any more days of this I'm going to end up quite sick, I probably will uh, still. Uh, but I wanted to, to catch up with you guys, your friends out there, you people that are putting us into your earbuds. We appreciate that very much, Lee, uh, especially the few of you that uh, may be coming from uh, New Jersey and, and Brooklyn where I've been in this last week. Where we, know, we
2: feel your pain how it is to travel within the New York, New Jersey metro area. and It's definitely hard. I do not empathize or sympathize at all. It sucks. I can't even understand it. Why are you doing this to yourself?
0: It's your own fault, but I wanted to uh, put over these couple of people that I actually met in person uh, this this week. Uh, I mean, we were we were right there and all amongst it. But to me, it was the people, the non-wrestling fans, the, the people out there that are like, what, that WWE stuff? You're the people that I want to be appealing to on this show. And you know what, actually, I want to put over someone we
2: just literally met no more than 15, 20 minutes ago. Oh, uh, my fundamental I, I recorded that in my mind. That's you the guy mean? you want to smoke of? Excellent. All right. You uh, do it, you do it. Our dear friend that we just met, we're sitting out, hanging out, maybe doing a little puff of medical uh, or recreation. What did you say, a Give pre-show a puff, sir? A pre-show puff, beautiful. Uh, with our good buddy, John Craft, By the way, say hello, John. You hey guys, how are you
3: doing?
0: So Mexican reporter who is not actually Mexican. Just to
2: clarify, so
0: we're outside enjoying our our good smoke uh, and a young man he, uh,
2: walked up and started complimenting compliment us in the most unusual way. He called me Andre the Giant. He called Chris the Australian gentleman. Uh, he called him Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Whoa. USA! 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 And eventually what did he come what, together for you, John?
1: Bob Backlund. Bob, Bob Backlund. He struggled with that. that and let me just
2: say I was, I was
0: embarrassed. I was a little bit ticked off because if I'm Hacksaw Jim Duggan this guy is Bob Backlund. Oh, but hey, Dude, I guess John's got the baby face good
2: looks going yeah, about it, right? And, or maybe he just thought he was a crazy white man that might attack us all and put us in the chicken wing. I don't you know what it is. President Bob Backlund. <laughs> yes, indeed. By the way, did you see that video of Bob Backlund do a headstand this weekend at WrestleCon? I did not, yeah, but you, I'm not surprised by the it. It's just fucking amazing. So yeah, we met one young Anthony. Not really young, I'm just saying young. But he seemed to be a, a nice young man, he wanted to get a little bit of Jeremy's. money Yes.
3: I'm really
0: appreciative that you took this plug from me because I was about to introduce this guy as Franklin. Yeah, his name's Anthony. Yeah, so I would have embarrassed myself pretty hard, but you took that bullet for me, man, and you got the name right, Anthony. Thank you for the correction before I even fucked it up. I appreciate no it. So Anthony was nice enough to come and give these
2: a compliments. Yeah. And, uh when he was when he was done complimenting we were more than nice enough to offer him the end of a roach that we're hanging out and smoking with another man by the name of Jose and uh I, I him a a little remembering. bit many I wanted to remember his name but I forgot yeah you know I I've assumed that I would not be and I was imbibing both beer and booze and marijuana so surprised yeah. but yeah friendly people out in the streets of New York stopping by to say hello to the grown man watch this
0: shit team it is an amazing time it's an amazing place. For the people that think of New York City as a place of rude folks and a place of folks who just want to get about their business and they don't care about you, that's a lie. people of New York City and New Jersey have been nothing but delightful while I've been here, so I wanted to put that over real hard, um, but special shout-outs, special shout-outs. I want to make sure I uh, acknowledge there's some really rad dive bars in New Jersey. Do you know this? Do you know this, John? There was a really rad dive bar that we went to in New Jersey the other night. Yeah, I think,
1: I think I helped us go to that. You did. You uh, did. Yeah, yeah. I think I was there. That was a that was a really good time. We had an, a never-ending game of darts that we called off. Uh, we'd been running the table for two hours in a single game. It was uh, pretty good. We met some really cool people. They were they were decent drink specials. They had a little bit larger pours than New York City. That was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I think that we just found a lot of odds and ends spots. We're gonna go a couple tomorrow as well
0: I'd hope so I'd hope so so especially of this amazing New Jersey dive bar um, we, we started playing darts it was a fun game it was a good time I had some delicious beers at quite cost-effective prices, which I'm always appreciative of. Uh, and I also uh, inquired about the Dark Club, later play at. And uh, I, I met some dudes, some nice dudes, some, some great dudes that are just New Jerseyites. Uh, you know, they used to maybe watch WWE in the day. They don't know anything about it these days. And then we just had a lovely little chat about the wrestling, especially about the indie wrestling, you know. The type of indie wrestling that, that we've been to many, many shows over this uh, this past weekend. Uh, very happy to do so. Uh, but, yeah, these dudes, we were just blowing we out, you know. They don't know nothing about wrestling, but we were talking, they said they were going to actually listen to this podcast. They were going to listen to this particular podcast to listen to see if I actually say this. <laughs> That's awesome. You yep. better follow up. You got these names? I better do. I'd feel pretty bad if I went this far and I forgot the names, which, you know, nine times out of ten I would. That's why I actually have my phone open right now. I can look at a previous note that I've entered in here. Uh, so I wanted to make sure to, to say what's up to uh, lucky seven badass darts players Christian and Fred. Christian and Fred, you guys were rad, you guys were rad, uh, but Christian was definitely the better player of the two. I said If you actually listen to this, I'll, I'll be quite excited on the inside, if you don't, I'll be happy regardless. Excellent. Uh, Jonathan, uh, so you uh, have,
2: you have were one of the leading headways of making sure this, this trip actually happened, uh, you took time to to Book an Airbnb for you and I that you later forgot that I was involved in and that other people in the seats. But that they, may have been recorded on this
1: podcast, <laughs> it all panned out in the long run. But what did you think? I gotta bust your balls, apologies. Well, to all of our yeah, listeners, weekend, it, was, it was very inconclusive about the plans, <laughs> and I gave bullshit. everybody a deadline on what I booked. But uh, I told you that that's night for I another podcast. This guy, all right, he's off the show. Well, I'm an
2: so, John has said some shit that's untrue. <laughs> no, really, what do you think your thoughts of the weekend, sir?
1: Uh, first off, uh, loved our Airbnb. That's great. The great location's really good. Uh, kind of close to the subway line, good spots in between. Uh, so I thought that was great. The the wrestling, I thought it was a lot of fun. I do think that I have seen better matches or more of high-quality matches on other weeks in the past. Uh, but having said that, New York's a lot of fun. Traveling around, seeing my buddies, we've had great times, we had really good experiences. I went to two spring breaks. Most people don't even get to go to one. I went to two. And uh, that was really good. I, I saw some just incredible things that we'll allude to with that show. That, I mean, like, having that is what made this weekend be something very, very special. Brother, we got to see the Rock and Roll Express
2: and LAX take yeah. out each other. That's amazing. And amazing. to watch the the respect that Ortiz mm-hmm. and Santana had for Robert and Ricky was pretty tremendous. Mm-hmm. And then the tears that legitimately came out of these guys' face when Ricky and Robert gave them bandanas. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something like that. When you're a fan of wrestling, you get to come to that point. That took, like, literally about 40 years of wrestling for that moment to happen. That's fucking tremendous.
1: That, that was really cool. And, you know, being from Tennessee, obviously, I, I, I like the Rock and Roll Express. The, Ricky has a, a training school out there a few hours from my hometown. So, you know, that was really cool to see because it's kind of the style that, you know, I kind of grew up on. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. It's been a really, really fun trip. I haven't, like I said, I haven't seen as many five-star match of the year, you know, candidates uh, that I've seen in the past of a WrestleMania week. But that is maybe this is just a different experience. This has been a party. It's been what, a great time. what was your show of the weekend so far? Uh, Janela
2: Spring Break Part One. Part One. That was pretty tremendous. What yeah. do The the death match was that like your first death match you ever saw live? Are you been to death matches before? First death match of like that.
1: You know, level that 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 was running at. I mean, I, I've seen definitely some hardcore matches, and I've definitely seen some, you know, color. But no weed wax. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've never I've never seen a GCW to show live. I've never seen a CZW show that was like a. Weapons heavy show live or anything like that. So this was definitely the first on that level that I'd seen. So this is the Takeda
0: versus Tumor Lloyd Deathmatch. Yeah. Is that we're talking yeah, about? One. Yo, I yeah, wanted yeah. to make special mention to this. This was awesome. This was after me we watching a lot of Deathmatch wrestling yeah. over the years. Uh, is this like the first proper one I've got to be there in person for? And it, let me just say, we've talked a little bit about Deathmatch wrestling on this podcast, but... To me, to be there in person for those like those light tube pits to be there to actually be. <laughs> Be scared for your own right. health that's making that noise. You know? Be scared for your own health when, like, there is a light tube thing, so you have to actually cover your face for fear of your eyeballs being. I don't want I got, to be
2: I got the hit news. with a light
1: tube shard at uh, night.
2: <laughs> oh, actually, dude. I forgot to mention this. During the I got right. hit headed with a fucking piece of table. Uh, I was, of he course. got busted open. I was dicking around on my phone as I do had I not been watching the match, or had I been watching the match directly in the eyeball. No kidding.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can attest to that. Um, but I mean, just being there. For this, it's fucking dumb. But you you love it, you know? So I totally get match wrestling on a different level. I've actually been there for that. Yeah. And Decatur and Jimmy Lloyd was actually nuts. Yeah. Like, I didn't feel it went ages, but it was, like, awesome for the, the time that they were there. And the color that Jimmy managed to get in such a short period of time,
1: he yeah. was,
2: as they say, a proverbial crimson mask. <laughs> Guys,
1: it was so bad that there was a woman around me who allegedly had not really been drinking all that much, you know, nothing unreasonable. And she fainted twice in, like, yeah. three minutes. I and I've been known awesome. to faint myself. I actually had stitches a few weeks ago. I don't know if you guys noticed the scar. Yeah. Uh, and it's happened a couple times randomly in my life, and nobody can really figure out what. So I was, you know, enjoying the match, and all of a sudden this happened. And my friend tapped me and said, John, she fainted. Like, do something that you can. And I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, (laughs) but yeah, sure. Why does he think he's all responsible for it? I I think from what her uh, husband or guy or whatever was saying, it was like blood things. She saw a bunch of blood and she fainted twice. Right. So That would do it, because there was a lot of blood. Yeah, she apparently wasn't that drunk. Uh, Just saw some violence. Um, And even some of the friends that I I was with, man, they they didn't know anything... uh, yeah. I love
3: that.
0: I love that people
3: have gone over
0: this show. Oh AJ got over. He's oh,
2: sorry. Live This is we're watching the show uh, the WrestleMania as we speak and the match that I was really excited about it just ended and AJ went over. I am actually not
0: surprised. Right? You're really excited? I'm excited. You didn't know watch this match at all. You were like doing this podcast and fucking around. I'm excited across.
2: that it actually ended the way I expected, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> hey Chase Owens, the guy that designed the shirt for us over there. I'm gonna go say hi.
0: Nice, nice, yeah, so AJ is the winner, I don't care about that. Um, So, uh, mainly this match, this death match, right? Like, it was crazy. Uh, Jimmy Lloyd bled a lot. Uh, Takeda is just a legend
1: of that style, so we've talked about how great he is before. At the end of the match, they both saluted each other by bashing light tubes over their own heads. Yeah, and it was amazing. And
0: I was just like, in that moment, I was like, yeah, yeah, this shit is legit. So props to that, props to GCW, uh, props to the other half of Spring Break. I mean, the whole thing was awesome. Uh, great times. Well, I, I mean, I want to talk about something with Night
1: One. Whatever Night no One. What's up? What's up? The legless man. Whoa. I want to talk about two things. So one, the legless man. Uh, you know, Joey Janella, per Wacky style, brings out uh, basically. There's a there's a wrestler in the crowd, disguised as somebody in the crowd or whatever. And I think he was in a wheelchair. <laughs> I couldn't quite see it. Uh, altercation starts. He gets in the ring, a la Marco stunt, and uh, just you know just goes to work. And this match breaks out. And I mean, it's very very talented, very very unique stuff. Uh, handled very very professionally. Uh, it was a great match. And the second thing you just put that over like so so formally. Well, it was like you were <laughs> expecting this drunk ass GCW crowd. To, I don't know. Maybe yell something stupid. Uh, and everybody was just blown away. Like
0: no, but that was the whole thing. Cause like that's the your takeaway with mean, these GCW fans. While they are, are great. While wow. they are meth addicted, fucking <laughs> crackheads. No, everybody's uh, so nice. The everybody same was time. so nice. I I want to make sure to mention how special the GCW fans are. But the best part was where how how torn they felt. For when, uh, who we, he introduced himself like briefly, right? He introduced himself, I don't think we had all heard it. I heard Dustin, someone else I, I was talking to said Roland. Uh,
1: I believe it's Dustin. Dustin? No. What guy? No, no legs, Both leg legs. Does. I
2: only, I honestly, I only heard no legs, and the no legs guy did a fucking handstand 450 splash off the top rope. So I respect the shit that shit. And springboards and all nine. sorts of wild shit. maniac. Yeah, he got
0: over in one night. I'm assuming he is now the new Marco St. By the way, thank Jungle you, Boy. Tony Deppen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Props to Tony. Like, who could like be such a fucking dickhead, but such a great dickhead at the same time as Tony Deppin? <laughs> yeah, like. No Normally that's a
2: situation where no one gets over because it's a man beating up a man with no legs but because of how great of a heel Tony was and how actually incredibly athletic No Legs was, that shit got over big and it was a huge pop on night two of spring break when No Legs walked in or I guess shambled it. I, I'm going,
0: you know what? Before I embarrass myself, I'm going to stop now. <laughs> I wanted to make sure uh, to mention the weirdness of the moment when the fans who couldn't necessarily quite remember his name he may be Dustin, <laughs> he may be Bockland, he may be uh, Desmond, I don't know uh, but the, that moment when uh, he came out and he just started breaking out this crazy ass shit uh, and the crowd was like, oh, let's go, no less. <laughs> Let's go no legs. That's great. Let's go no legs, and I was quite torn. Let me tell you, uh, people at home, I uh, I uh, listened to it. <laughs> I giggled. You know that naughty giggle that you get? That little like, ooh, this is this is wrong to laugh at. That kind of shit.
1: Yeah.
0: And I had it. I couldn't contend myself. And I was like, fucking, all right, let's go with this. Let's go, no legs. And then I felt bad. I felt bad on the second one. I felt guilty. I felt like I'm, you know, some sort somehow persecuting our hand-capable friends. But on the third chant of let's go, no legs, I decided that it was an affirmational chant. It was a chant that is to the power of of people who are handicapable and are just kicking their ass every day you know by no means were we mocking him for no legs we were simply
2: viewing and saying yes this man has no legs and that does not matter no legs
0: amazing talent let's go no No legs legs. amazing so good so good how much crazy shit that we already see at that point in the night um well including AIW and then that
2: it, it, it was a weekend of insanity. Like that's the kind of wrestling I wanna watch. I wanna see if you're like so what fun. the fuck did I just witness? Well
1: yeah. I, and I also want to take this segue to really shout out to Bryce Remsburg. One oh, of my he was favorite so good things that happened this oh, weekend was Invisible The Invisible Man. versus Man. Man. Invisible Stan. So clearly the only thing going on is the story that Bryce is crafting and he cra- like, like you could buy in so easily it was so so easy I was, I was in the pit and one of them got thrown off the balcony by the other uh, Bryce reacts there's six referees below that are all sitting next to me ready to catch him and they all fall to the ground. They take down all of us. Beer goes everywhere. Like, we all just collapse. And everybody was just all... It was it was fantastic. It was the most creative thing. It was done well. You know, it's not just like, oh, that was wacky. It was like a wacky idea that I feel like was executed perfectly. What do you think, Jeremy? A hundred percent. And
2: honestly, the the capper of the, of the whole match is they actually were making this to figure out a spot where... The invisible Man broke a, a, a door that was set up in the corner. So, clearly it was gimmicks because we all... It's wrestling. There's not really invisible men. Guys, I'm starting to break it to you. Ronda Rousey ain't up in this bitch. But, yeah, really, uh, they, these guys... Managed to pull off a no-man table break corner spot, uh-huh. and what a capper to a match, which included uh, invi- or bad boy vision, where Joey Janela's glasses were adorned by Bryce Remberg, so he can actually witness the action that was going on. I saw Bryce after the show, and or after that match, he was enjoying himself an adult beverage, a nice beer, and... No more All more right. deserved than Bryce Rensberg. Hopefully, somebody bought that
1: for him. That was excellent.
2: There's so many good matches in the in the world, but these guys Bryce Rensberg is a step above even the great and good referees that are out in the Indian world. Oh, we got Ricochet coming out here again. We're at here at the first Hooters in New York City, across from Madison Square Garden, watching Wrestlemania. Uh, guys from the Social Suplex, we did a little bit of thing earlier with them, which you definitely should take a listen to. A lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, Ricochet's coming out, wearing his Tanahashi throwback and tribute gear. What do you think about him doing tribute to the
1: Ace there, John? <laughs> it makes me wonder if it's new about it. Oh, he put it out ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> It looks great. Yeah, it looks great. It's great. It's obviously very respectful, and if it actually did get approved by anybody, I think that speaks even louder. Oh, uh, Ton is amazing.
2: It's the fantastic. Um, our faces leader Chris has walked away from here and has left us alone. And now I'm John is also going to be stepping away, so I'm hearing by myself. So I'm going to ask Josh, the young boy from Social Suplex and Kidney Strong, to join us here, so you're on Grown Man Pod, buddy.
3: Oh, we're live right
2: now? We're, we're not necessarily live, but yeah, live per se. We don't, We like to pull the, the curtain back here at Grown Men. We're recording this at the same time the last show at Social Suplex, the roundtable was recorded. So I want to hear your, your opinion so far of this WrestleMania we're
3: watching. Oh, well, the, the reality is, is that this is the least invested I've ever been in a WrestleMania in my entire life. I couldn't agree more, brother. Um, normally, no matter what happens, I get excited for WrestleMania you know me and my buddies we're all gonna get together there's been none of that like i don't even know what most of the matches are on the card like it's in the back this is background noise for me tonight like that's As pretty it pe- literally is a is, isn't pass. that sad to say like honestly the only match on this card that has any
2: build whatsoever uh that's legitimate is the ronda rousey and becky lynch feud but then well, K- kofi
3: and brian oh yeah you know what but that's only in the
2: last couple months i meant but yeah you're right yeah we can't that's actually a, I'm, I'm marginally and actually I would love to see Kofi pull this title win out yeah it's it's one of those things where it almost seems like they're just giving it to him to give it to him but I don't give a fuck uh, Kofi Kingston has been working so hard in the last 10 years if, if we end up with a Daniel Bryan title win Chris would you feel this was the right way to go or are you again as most we do don't care either way and we'll continue watching
0: wrestling i don't care if it's either way on that one really i mean i it'd be nice for kofi and i think it'd be a great feel good moment but it depends what they're doing on the rest of the show kind of thing so if that's like really the only feel good moment then fucking do that one um, if you don't if, feel it's like a consolation prize for a guy who's been working for ten years, so strong. Well, that's a weird thing. It's almost like the matchmaking equivalent of that bullshit. You deserve it, oh. I think that fucking sucks so hard, man. Like yeah. it's been bullshit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like so disingenuous too. It's like so he like, you deserve it. Oh, oh one yeah, guy, one Thanks. guy says it, they're like, oh, you know what? Maybe they do
2: deserve it. I'll go. Wrong. I honestly, no one deserves necessarily anything in wrestling. You. Things. your career is your career if your career is awesome winning a title doesn't necessarily establish or legitimize that, right? Yeah, yeah, it's fucked up. Like, was anybody questioning whether or not Kelsey was awesome if he doesn't walk away with a WWE title at some point?
3: Josh, your opinion? Yeah, I agree with that entirely. I think in this generation and this day and age of wrestling, people just like to chant shit because they just care about getting themselves over. You know, they're not invested in what is really happening. Like, you know, and I get it. You know, there's different crowds, but, like, you know I was at the WrestleCon Super Show and like every time someone was on the ground they are like suck his dick and I'm like that was a chant that was through all
2: of the events at the fucking
0: Hilton Ballroom it was I love the idea that there's basically alternating chants between you deserve it suck his dick best match ever fucking (laughs) this is awesome Josh has
2: raised a very good point it is at this point where wrestling fans
3: love the sound of their own fucking voice Bullshit. Yeah, and you know, sometimes it's like, when wrestling is really, really good, you want to have people reacting to it, but, you know. Not formulaically. Yeah. It's not like everyone should be like, alright, this is the point where you say this. This is the point where you say this. It's. Right. I think a lot of times the fans think that they are the show or part of the show, and they, they miss out on the point that, like, what what's happening is the show. Genuine and- reaction. Well, you know what? The first time I ever heard Fight Forever was during that. NSC Takeover. Yeah. Right? D- did that originate there? I, I honestly, I can't say for sure, but
2: I had never heard it before. And it, it's at this point where people even say it ironically,
3: where it right. totally cheapens the original nature of it. Yeah, when it happened, it felt like literally such a, like a monumental moment. Like, I got goosebumps watching it, and I agreed because I was like, dude, I really do want to see these guys fight forever. Yes. Now. Anytime two guys get to like the end point, you know the finish is about to come, and the match is just marginally good. People start chanting fight forever, and you're like, why? It's typically during the fucking, uh, fucking forearm smash spots, like where everyone's like, one, one,
2: one. All right, who's gonna get three? And the first person gets three, and the next guy gets three, and they keep doing the three, and eventually everyone's like, fight forever. Like, can you be more cliche, friends? I like
0: more of a specific approach rather than a fight forever. for slightly extended 40 more seconds than what you originally allocated. So we
2: have a show we're trying to get to in New Jersey, so fight until we can get to that safely and in time. Okay,
3: <laughs> thanks.
0: We're doing lots of things here. We're multitasking. We're multitasking. Uh, so, I mean that... And then maybe what was next? Uh honestly, Chris I think we might we've got
2: about twenty-seven minutes of, of podcasting the can. We have Josh on, we have
1: John on. you will try to watch a little bit of WrestleMania. I bet. Okay. <laughs> Well, I'm happy. I'm happy for Ricochet and Alistair Black because they're on WrestleMania main card.
3: Yeah, that's pretty crazy.
1: They're fighting the Bar. Like, well,
3: actually, like really that is a good
2: subject because let's talk about that. Actually, we got Ricochet and Alistair Black, who are formerly from PWG fame, where the majority of this podcast and outside of uh, Mr. The Other Josh on the show, we uh, we all met there essentially. PWG. So, what do you think of this? escalation of their careers from PWG faithful to NXT and now this is literally their first foray to be permanently on the main roster. Uh, they said farewell to NXT previously. Do you think this is a good step for both these individuals or Chris do you think it's going to be the same old thing where they're misused on this NXT roster?
0: No at the moment it's probably good for them. I mean I, I'm not to say I'm actually interested in watching any of like Run, but I mean, I don't know whether that's just like, oh, this is not as exciting anymore because you've already seen it on a lower level, and more yeah. unique,
2: whatever. It's like, but, I've seen Ricochet do that move against uh, somebody very much cooler than Sheamus, yeah.
0: <laughs> but at the same time, I'm happy for the dudes, yeah, you, know, you can't take that away from them, but yeah, it's like, I, I don't know, I'm just getting further away from like actually, sort of, oh, yeah, I'm excited for this new, fresh face on the road that I've never seen before, you know. I, I think that's a, the, a
2: shared sentiment of a lot of fans where when they get to Raw we understand and even almost appreciate them. by the way there's Tama Conga and Tonga Loa out the window oh no that's the other brother bro they're coming right. here they're coming here, here. Oh. No, well, Jay White's right there and Jay Owens is right amazing. over there
3: amazing
2: dude when you're in New York City or any place during Wrestlemania weekend it's insane right this it is a place Do the people be you run into or just see right on the streets people are just attracted to growing and watch
0: this shit let's be serious
2: I, I, it's, it's spontaneous but to really go back to what What I was saying is, when guys get to the WWE, I think a lot of us share a sentiment where that's the point where they don't necessarily have to Kill themselves anymore? They've done that. They're there to make their money. To maybe even, you know, a strange way to say, phone it in. Um, I, I want guys to make money and not worry about hurting themselves anymore once they make it to WWE. How do you feel about that, Mr. Kraft?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, the only part of me that doesn't want them to go to WWE is the selfish part of me that wants high quality matches. And <laughs> I think go. it's because we do know what often happens when they get brought up but at the same point you have to see it from the perspective of if wwe program is going to get better it is due to superstars changing the way they're uh giving they're, they're handling what they're being given you know, and because you have to take that shit character and you have to put that over. That so like this is Ricochet's enjoy chance. You know? Know? Huh? Is that really a way that people that's should enjoy so wrestling? They should. I mean, no, or but not. that's how it's going to happen. Like a lot of good characters yeah. are given shit characters and they make them good. You know one thing then, I think about you know,
0: fans like, appreciate that. That's so, it. It. So, so
1: that's it. sure. So, like, so like this is Ricochet's opportunity to go in seen and, seen and try to make a name for himself and even if it doesn't work out, his booking is going to be higher on the They're presenting more that
2: that the guys have made it to the point where they don't necessarily have to kill themselves anymore. And we got to see them do that. But no, you're right. It's not necessarily make the product itself any more viable. It just makes it so the guys that you like are getting to do what they love and make a lot of money. Yeah. But
1: I gotta watch I gotta watch
0: I'm happy with that. It's just the it's funny like the idea of how we how we look at it oftentimes to where it's like people watch it they have to qualify, they're watching a wrestling and that like oh well, you know, you know the riding's gonna be and the promos are gonna be shit, but at least we'll get this seven minute match, you know? It's like such ridiculous to yeah, You know what? When yes. it should be so much more simple than that, you know? It's like as a whole, if this product is trash, it's trash. Yes. You know, but it just pops me that people get to such a degree of nitpicking like Oh well, I, I am know. that guy. I am that guy, Chris. <laughs> I am. I will watch Rob Like I love this shit, and it's not good.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's funny. I was talking to someone the other day, who was like, "It was the same thing." They're like, "They, they you know, were just amazed at the people that still stick with it, and they, and they watch, you know, every single." I apologize. I watch it every week. I don't give a fuck. But it's like, if, if they've dedicated, dedicated that much time in their life to this, and then you're then to come along. Like, hey bro, you should watch New Japan, it's way better. You know, it's like they're not gonna react positively to that. Yeah. I've just wasted like a million hours of my life. <laughs> you know, at least acknowledge it. Yes. So I think it's fine. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like Quackabush says man, they're many flavors
2: of ice cream for all of us to enjoy and maybe Ben & Jerry's doesn't want to make the best quality ice cream but you know it's still pretty good flavors that I pop when I see Cherry Garcia you know what I mean? You yeah,
3: know I mean? it's funny that you guys mentioned guys having their bodies broken down and then they go to WWE and then I know he's an anomaly but then you got guys like Jericho who do it the total opposite way and they're leaving Yes and he's like regenerating possibly doing some of the best shit he ever did Yes uh, very good point
2: yeah but that's actually a good thing about the WWE like we see these guys who we may think are have maligned themselves to just going through the motions but when you see them like take an opportunity themselves and leave or maybe they get fired and they get an opportunity on themselves like a Drew McIntyre or uh, a Juice Robinson who left and who who, who could say enough about Juice at this point, right?
0: Now every time I bring up Juice, I mention how much I used to hate him, and then like just how much he's owned it ever since. And uh, well, is not my favorite, is, but he's certainly he's
2: amazing good. at this yeah. point. The match with him and. Honestly, a match where he lost and he put over Kevin Owens in his debut is the match where I fell in love with Juice. When he put over Really? Kevin? You even liked
0: him when he was still in NXT? That
1: match, specifically. Why? Wow. Kevin looked like Have you watched a Yeah,
0: he fucked up, and then Kenny gave him a receipt. That was all I remember about it. Dude, the fucking face palm. Do you see that shit? Yeah. The
2: show table of the best I've ever seen in the game. <laughs> but no, the fact that he got Kevin over so big, and he so big, I just... I love that version of C.J. Parker, the fucking anti-corporation, super-uber-hippie
0: that Daniel Bryan clearly has ripped off at this point. Completely. Yeah. I think I had the same kind of, like, disdain for the truce. Character presenting like someone that's you know environmentally friendly as a heel, yeah. That's the same thing that I have against the Daniels, yeah. yeah. Now it's like it's funny.
2: Wrestling fans are assholes and they take that as shitty. Oh, Oh, you think we're killing our environment and our trees? Well, fuck you.
0: To me, is is it almost like the thing where WWE thinks their fans are like these staunch Republicans, but then most of them are actually the opposite, brother? No, the the majority of
2: Americans don't necessarily believe in climate change. That terrifies. Me. I like to think better of your people, sir. <laughs> well, I appreciate that because I've, I like to think that I've set such a good example that you have um, cast a, a an amazing opinion over the
0: entire American people because of me. <laughs> because you're such a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> and I don't put myself over at all. <laughs> never, 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 never. never. I'm not sure
3: if climate change is real or not. Really? Oh, here is fucking Josh from the outside. Well, let's, let's be clear here. I'm just like, I'm a free thinker. And so I've heard both sides. And, like, I'm not going to... This is outrageous. I'm not going to commit to one, one side or the other until I, like... Now, I'm open to it. So, like, if someone can sit me down and be like, here's everything, and I'll look at the evidence, and I'll be like, okay, absolutely. So I'm not, like, holding on being like, it's a hoax. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just think everything in life is a work. Everything is wrestling. We're getting worked all the fucking time. I can appreciate that. So I agree. So I'm always, like, I'm always hesitant. Like, uh, as long as you're not a flat earther, I think we can still chat. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, wait. <laughs> right here. Oh. I mean, the earth could be flat. I think, obviously, that's the best way to end this. What do you think? So good. So
2: good.
0: The World Wrestling Federation is flat. Let's get the fuck out of here.
3: Yeah. <laughs> is
0: this a fucking news scoop that we've just gotten? It? <laughs> fucking young boy Josh is a flat earther? Yo, I've had the best time with you guys this week.
3: Brother,
0: I'm Honestly, the, the funniest way
2: I met Josh, and we've been friends on Facebook, but this guy doesn't have a picture of himself as his picture. And I'm not one of those people who's going to investigate what a motherfucker looks like. I Because that seems weird.
3: But... But all of a sudden I heard Jeremy shouting through a room. Yeah, I was like, beak! Uh, oh you beaked first. I heard did you say my real name? I said your, your real name, say Okay, Dude. okay, okay. So I started looking around yeah. everywhere. I'm like, oh, okay, cool.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a beautiful meaning story. As we've had multiple through this trip, right? <laughs> we met cousin Ben. Uh, For the first time I know Jeremy did John and Ben uh, And I go way back Um, This was your first time Josh meeting Ben Yeah? Yeah No, no, no no, You met him last time time. Yeah, yeah, yeah
3: It's my first time Meeting John and Jeremy
0: Yeah So a lot of uh, Familial You know Us that know each other From hearing them Across the world On on the internet Uh, But I think it's quite nice That we actually Get to meet one another In person And have this tender moment uh, That this is so, I mean, I guess we're finishing this one up. I wanted to make sure to just finish this on the nice moment and emotion that this has. We're like midway through WrestleMania being on a Hooters TV. And I think we've all agreed that we're not actually care for this show enough to go to New Jersey to watch it live, even on like cheap scalper tickets. So we're just going to chill out here in Hooters. We're going to watch the rest of this show, whatever it is. Uh, and yeah we're gonna have fun we're gonna enjoy one another's company and what a great milestone this is from when this podcast started almost a year ago now at the full app from our last Wrestlemania trip to gone full circle and talking to a bunch of like the, the dudes you dudes who uh, this is like you're responsible for this shit so thank you everybody thank you John
1: Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Chris, because now when I go to wrestling shows, there's people that have actually heard of me.
3: <laughs>
1: which is famous. Just never happened in my
3: life. <laughs> Gentlemen, how about this? One year from now, Tampa Bay, let's do it again. Whoa! Oh. come to my neck of the woods
1: yeah. as long yeah. as this doesn't strangle out yeah. the NDC, and I'm down <laughs> oh, I'm terrified I can't even think of doing this again
0: right now we're at like the last day of this insane amount of shows we have been to am I going to do it again I don't know I don't know thank you Courtney thank you Courtney's friend Jackie and thank you Jeremy thank you Jeremy most of all you're a great co-host I appreciate you I'd wait until you uh, come back, but I I think you're over there talking at a table over some beer. I want some of that beer. I'm going to come for that beer. Let me close out this show. Thank you, Social Suplex. uh, At Chris Things on the Twitter and Instagram. At James Van on the Twitter and Instagram. We appreciate you. Thank you all for listening. And uh, goodbye.